0: Welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett.
1: Well, hello, Northlanders! Here on this abbreviated Friday show. Yes, we are here because uh, at this early hour, because the Minnesota Twins are playing today. Kenny, any idea who the Twins are playing? No. By the way, no, me neither. Don't care either. <laughs> no, I care. I'm, but I haven't seen any of the games yet, so I, I don't know. I did try to stay awake last night. I did see the Minnesota two goals. But then after that, I fell asleep. I didn't miss anything because evidently they'd never had a goal after Kirill's second goal in the second period, and uh, so we got two goals instead of one like we normally do. I don't know that that's a big improvement, but it's a win no matter how you look at it, and the uh, Wild keep moving along. I still think today is the deadline. This is not going to be a sports show, so I'm going to get off of this, but... Today is the deadline for making any trades. Uh, I think the Wild will still have one more move today sometime. It's just my gut feeling. Anyway, uh, speaking of sports, one big sport note here in the Northland. uh, uh, Probably one of the finest ladies, a lady basketball player I've ever seen in my life, Lindsay Whelan, has resigned from her position as coach of the Minnesota Gopher women's basketball team, after five years, it was uh, it was uh, hailed when she signed as one of the biggest uh, great things to ever happen at the University of Minnesota. For some reason, and it it many times happens that sometimes the best players do not make the best coaches, and and at the same time, sometimes the best coaches. Are not necessarily the greatest players. There, there just seems to be something there. Um, Whalen evidently was supposed to come down and be part of a press conference yesterday, and I got to give her credit for being honest and being emotional. Uh, uh, Athletic Director Mark Coyle described it as an emotional day at the University of Minnesota. He was supposed to be sitting there with two microphones. One microphone was removed, which indicated that uh, Waylon was not going to be at the press conference. She said later, she said, I apologize for not being there today as I am overcome with emotion in the elevator on my way to the press conference, Waylon, Waylon tweeted. I'm a human being. I don't know how you could get more straightforward than that. Can you, Kenny? I mean... For somebody to just come out and say, "Look, I wanted to be at this press conference, but I was overcome by emotion. I'm a human being." So, we'll see. The Gophers are going to move on. She's evidently going to stay with the Gopher program as a as an assistant, special assistant to the athletic director. Uh, her contract is uh, uh, she'll remain as uh, with the athletic department through April of 2025 um but her ability to play did not transfer over to her ability to coach and that's as much as i can tell you um anyway so uh um a couple of other things happening Uh, Kenny, our weather guy, has been very good about keeping us up to date on what's happening in Minnesota, but he's also given us a little bit of an idea about what's going on out in the West Coast, out in the California region. I picked up a wire service story this morning that could be construed as a little bit frightening. You know, they've they've basically, for the last couple years, they've had a drought out in California. They've not had the... Weather—they've uh, not had rain. They've not had snowpacks up in Big Bear and some other areas, and they've really had a drought. While well, all of a sudden Californians are now bracing for the arrival of more atmospheric rivers—they call them—they they got all these new names for weather patterns. But this is evidently an atmospheric river that's going to be coming in in the next week, a couple of weeks, and could dump rain on the state's massive snowpack and dramatically increase the risk of flooding. Uh, evidently, they're going to get a, a tremendous amount of rain on top of a tremendous amount of snow that they've already had, and it could uh, could cause the mountain uh, mountains of snow to melt into the rivers and down onto the uh, area. And they say, especially in the Sacramento area, they're looking... Uh, for the reservoirs there, a Sacramento Reservoir called the Folsom Reservoir is undersized already. And uh, it's the only one that pro- that provides protection for Sacramento. And it could be over flooded very quickly next week. So we've got our first caller of the day here this morning on uh, 610 KDL. And that's our friend Dan from Mountain Renshaw. Dan, good morning.
2: Yeah, good morning. You know, I've. I wanted to give you an update on my bird feeder. I have 35, yeah. oh, 35 Thank wild you. turkeys that will not leave. They, they're they just taking over, you know. I mean, now, they're what
1: kind of birds? What kind of birds? Wild then?
2: turkeys. Wild, wild turkeys? turkeys? Yes. And I also have black gray squirrels with red tails, gray squirrels with red tails. Uh, they're a, a unique breed, I guess and uh but these turkeys i cannot get rid of them they've been coming every year and i don't hunt turkeys but uh
1: no but they're, they're do they come they come to your feeder because the birds kick out some of the some of the seeds Oh, no, they the land right and... on
2: top of my feeder they go oh, to la- <laughs> my feeder they knock my feeder over they chase my blue jays away my marines you know my blue jays were marines but they can you know these turkeys. You know they're huge. They're
1: too big. Yeah, they're huge. There's a bunch yeah, of males. Marines, Marines can't handle them. Uh, I like my like my pay. blue jays. I call them the Marines too. But and they're aggressive. Yeah, yeah. They come in. They knock just about anything off, except a good a good sized woodpecker. Uh, yeah, we, woodpeckers
2: have. I have the power. all the woodpeckers, and I have all the squirrels, and I have once in a while eagle and ravens. And of course, I live in the sticks. But uh, yeah, yeah. There was a guy on just before you talking about turkeys, and uh, I heard a menace. I heard
1: that. Yeah, they're a menace.
2: There's too many they are. of them,
1: and 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 they have really taken over in northern Minnesota and northern Wisconsin, haven't they, Dan? I mean, they're all over yeah. the place.
2: Can you imagine hitting one on your motorcycle? You know, oh, or oh, <laughs> no. that would it'd be Don't like even. hitting a, a, yeah, a sack no. of weed, You know. But you know, um, one of
1: them come flying out of the ditch as you're rolling down the road on your harley about sixty. They just knock you right off it,
2: and they're ugly i I can never eat a turkey after looking at these things when they get a, they get well, kind of weird they turn blue their let, heads
1: <laughs> let me ask you the let me ask you the other thing H- Have you ever shot one or ever had one that you've cooked?
2: I have to plead the fifth once okay a long okay. time ago. I was trying to scare them away, and one flew into my my range, <laughs> and I and I had real light light bird shot. I wasn't my intention wasn't to shoot this turkey, but uh, it a long time ago that but happened it, it, and it
1: got in your way, yes, I, I understand. Yeah, i but, felt, but here was bad. here was my point, Dan. If if you've eaten one on purpose, which I have, I don't like the uh, taste of them. Wild turkey is not that good, I don't think.
2: I think you have to prepare it properly, like the earlier caller somebody said, uh, but uh who wants to well those feathers? Yeah. Let me, you
1: let me just tell you one thing, Dan. You have now become our new caller on the bird feeder. We have we we lost our guy. Our guy passed away, Kenny Donovan. Um, you can help me out with Donovan. The name. What yeah. Is his Donovan, yeah. Donovan, yeah. Donovan, yeah. Donovan. Okay. Don, uh, yeah, he, uh, he really, he, he always told us about his birds. He has passed away, so you're going to have to keep that tradition going up. But, okay. But I can't I'll imagine turkeys landing in your bird feeder. We're going to take our first break here on Sound Off on an abbreviated Friday. We'll be back shortly. KDAL.
0: ADAL time is 1027. We're overcast in the Twin Ports, 26 at the National Weather Service. Yesterday in Duluth, we got up to 25 for a high. Normal this time of the year, 31. Eight below was our low yesterday, 12 is normal. And Brad, the records for today, 55 on this day, 23 years ago in 2000. Wow. Doesn't seem, you know, when you think of 2000, it just seems like a few years ago.
1: I know. 23 it years like ago. just yesterday, but yeah. holy crap, we're talking 23 years ago.
0: Yeah, and the record low for this day, March 3rd, 23 below back in 2014.
1: Ooh. Well, I'll tell you what, we're expecting a call here shortly after the CBS News from our uh, Congressman uh, Pete Stauber, who is uh, probably going to be talking a lot about uh, this whole concept about uh, Shutting off the Biden administration, shutting off uh, mineral mining in northern Minnesota, the critical minerals that we need if we're going to become renewable energy efficient. Uh, so I'm sure we'll have a great discussion with him uh, after that. Um, but yeah, so many other things uh, going on, and I know that today is Friday, and I'm supposed to have uh, some some jokes today. Kenny, are you ready? Uh, I think he's on the phone, probably with Congressman Stauber. <laughs> no, but I, I, I do have a couple of quick jokes before we go to our CBS news break. Uh, what gives us milk and has one horn? Almonds. No, <laughs> almonds don't have a horn. Well, I know
0: I was making, I was poking fun at uh, them calling the almonds. I know. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: What? what no. One more time. Okay, what gives us milk and has one horn? Jeez, what, Brad? The milk truck.
0: Yes, it has one horn. Beep, beep, out of the way. I'm delivering milk.
1: (laughs) See, I told you. All right. Okay, so let's see if you like this one any better. I just got a photo from a speeding camera through the mail. I sent it right back. Way too expensive and really bad quality.
0: (laughs) I don't want that photo.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. Oh,
0: that's good. That's good.
1: Oh. And and uh, finally, one more before we go to CBS. I hate people who take drugs. DEA is the worst. They're, they're the absolute worst. <laughs> okay. Get it? Take drugs. Okay, never mind. Speaking yeah. of drugs, this administration has got to do something about fentanyl. Holy cow, are they starting to get the heat? Uh Biden, evidently, yesterday uh, kind of made light. He didn't maybe mean to do it. I'm sure he didn't mean to do it. But he was referring to a woman who's had two children killed by yeah. fentanyl. Yeah. And he kind of laughed about it, made fun of it. And she broke down crying on an interview on TV and said, how dare he laugh about my two sons dying from fentanyl?
0: Well, I think you know, that... the guy if- just...
1: But go ahead.
0: I think that the statement came uh because Margie uh, uh what's her name Taylor Green?
1: Yes. The congresswoman yes, when she the had made some
0: co- comment about President Biden being responsible for the deaths of some people regarding fentanyl. I don't know all the details and he was responding to what she said.
1: Yeah. But it didn't come across no, at all at all. No, it, it,
0: it came it was, across yeah. terrible. It did. It did. I mean, you don't, you know, make those type of references. And he, uh, uh, yeah.
1: And again, I'm sure he had no intention of making fun of her sons at all. But it was just typical of him. He really doesn't seem to have total control of anything off the cuff. He's okay most of the time if he follows the script and follows the the uh, prompter, the teleprompter. But if he goes off script at all, <laughs> watch out, his head could explode. Well, listen, we've got to go to CBS News. We'll be back shortly here on a Friday. Sound off.
0: KDAL time is 1035. Brad, the forecast uh, for the Twin Ports today going to be mostly cloudy. Tomorrow, partly sunny. Temperatures are going to be mild. Now, Sunday night, we're going to see some more snow move in. And Monday, measurable snow, so stay tuned. We've got more snow coming. We're sitting at 99 and a half. You know, we've got to get over 100 inches, right? Oh, yeah, got to yeah. get over yeah. it. Got
1: to. Yeah. Quicker the better, too. Did we do our CBS?
0: Yeah, you're good for a couple yes. of minutes here. Uh, and uh,
1: Okay. Yeah. What do you got? Okay. What's on the docket? Well, well oh, so many things. I don't know that we're going to get them all in in this short period of time, but let me just tell you, uh, the word is in. You heard it on our break, a CBS break, I guess, that was there at the bottom of the aisle. Alex Murdoch, the attorney, um, disgraced South Carolina attorney, by the way, who was guilty of, has been found guilty of murdering his own wife and his own son uh, at their family property in 2021. Uh, the jury in this case deliberated about three hours Thursday After hearing five weeks of testimony from more than 70 witnesses, including Alex Murdoch himself, he was found guilty on all four counts, two counts of murder, two counts of possession of a weapon, and the commitment of a violent crime. And uh, the judge in this case, Judge Clifton Newman, has sentenced him to the rest of his life in prison. And he was there at the uh, court this morning, Already in prison attire, with his hands uh, handcuffed together, he had his prison flip-flops on. He looked like a uh, a completely different individual than the kind of a uh, a nearly well uh, South Carolina well-positioned family man uh, Murdoch, who was an attorney himself and who had uh, his whole family had uh, been involved in in that throughout the years. Now, he's going to find himself in a very tough position if what he said during the trial is actually true. He led people to believe in the trial that he didn't do this to his wife and, and child. But, but but you never know because he was on so many oxycodone. He was taking somewhere between 60 to 100 oxycodone every day. <clears throat> now, I'm not a pharmacist, so I don't know these kinds of things. But it seems to me I have taken one or two oxycodone after surgeries. Very few. I don't like to get onto them because you can get hooked on them. But if you were taking that many oxycodone, it would seem to me you'd be dead already. And if you weren't, and now you're going to go to prison and go off from taking 60 to 100 oxycodone every day to nothing, he's going to be going through some very ugly... uh, times uh, in jail. So um, he blamed his lying uh, during the investigation on the painkillers that he was taking, and he said that caused him to have paranoid thinking. It sounds like it's an alibi for uh, a reason that he may have committed the murder as well. But anyway... um, yeah it's a, it it's a the uh, whole the the family has completely disintegrated uh, this was a family his parents his, his dad was a lawyer his uh, other family members he has a second son the two sons were spitting images of him red hair red heads full of hair just like he'd had um his wife had left him they were separated for a number of years because uh, she obviously knew something was wrong in his life, and she may have known uh, that he was uh, taking money out of his trusts that he had uh, that he had set up uh, for people in the community, taking their money and set them up in trusts, and he was taking that money and using it to buy oxycodone to take care of himself. At least that's what he said. And uh, also to pay his bills and take care of his own... Uh, essential needs around town, but he, he is now going to spend the rest of his life in jail. So, uh, And the other outcome that has just come to our attention is that the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, has now said that they are going to take over the testing for dioxine, uh, dioxin contaminants in East Palestine, Ohio, after the community has just raised a, a particular stink which you can understand why they would they see pets dying they see animals dying around the community they see this train wreck uh where dioxin was uh brought into the uh into the environment after these trains had spilled with chemical vinyl chloride and then they burn the chloride which gets into the air and gets into people's lungs and uh and all that People were very upset about it, and now the EPA has agreed that they're going to take over a number of testing sites uh, to test for the dioxin contamination themselves. So I think people will be a little bit uh, feeling a little bit more committed that the government is uh, kind of watching out for them. The EPA did not immediately respond to questions about why it delegated dioxin testing to the company that had caused the spill, the Norfolk Southern Railroad. That's who they had set up as uh, the company being able to test for it. That's like having the mouse check the cheese out in the uh, in the trap. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, we're going to take our... Uh, we have our friend Tom from Port Wing, and then we're going to have to take our uh, Minnesota news break. So Tom... Uh, any any headlines this morning that you would like to comment on or anything that you saw that uh, tickled your fancy? Well,
3: um, I, I guess I wanted to talk about what you're talking about right now. And okay. here's, here's how I would lead into it, Brad. Do you remember last summer when they had the big fire in uh, New Mexico? And for yes. about a week yes, after that. that big fire got started, we were told, oh, hey, that was all about climate change and blah, blah, blah. And then we found out, I don't know which one, whether it was the DNR or the uh, Bureau of Land Management, but the government agency had started that fire. And now I'll segue over to this brain uh, wreck. I, I'm curious, what government agency told? Because I think they're the people who really should be held accountable. You know, they could have, uh, we were told there was going to be some explosion. I, I'm, I, I think that's baloney. I want to know what government yeah. agency it was that said, let's start it on fire. I mean, these people are notorious for starting fires and then uh, walking away from it and pointing at everybody else where the problem came from they could have confined that area they could have siphoned off the different chemicals that were in there i didn't understand i know some of them potentially could have been leaking but to start this stuff on fire is is like spreading it all around
1: what was it is it is rather crazy it is rather crazy isn't it tom In, in other words the epa said you know uh, the spill that has happened there with all this vinyl chloride it could go up in flames. They could have a fire, so instead of waiting to see if they could let 's cause one automatically <laughs> yeah, and you know that's
3: that <clears throat> that person I think uh, should be brought forward what it was a government agency it wasn 't a train uh company as far as I know that said let 's start it on fire. Whoever no. The crack no, I don't think. That,
1: yeah, I don't think they would have done that.
3: Could you find out who that was? I I'm going to try to find
1: out. I just wrote myself a note here because that would be very interesting Thank to you. see if it was somebody with the EPA or who who made that decision that that was the best way to handle the uh, vinyl chloride that was seeping out of some of these cars that had uh, derailed and was on the ground. Anyway, we've we'll, uh, will we got to take our break. We'll come back. I will do some research. Maybe Monday when we come back on, I can have some information for you. So anyway, when we come back with hour number two, well, I want to end. Uh, I know we've only got a minute here. I do want to end by telling you this dioxin thing is as uh, uh, as our friend from over in uh, Wisconsin did you get the was talking about. No, I, I didn't do. get the scoop. I've got it here. Did you? The EPA okay, what, who, did.
0: The EPA did not order the controlled burn. The local fire chief was the incident commander who made the oh, decision boy. in consultation, oh. <clears throat> excuse me, with Norfolk Southern local law. enforcement. OK, so he made the conclu- the decision with Norfolk uh, uh, Southern local law enforcement and response officials from Ohio, said the EPA spokesperson.
1: And see, here's the thing about these dioxins, this uh, acrylic. Dioxins are produced when burning anything from wood to fossil fuels to municipal waste to cigarettes. Combustion releases chlorine stored in the substance, which reacts with other components to form dioxins. The The propellants are of particular concern when plastic is burned because chlorine is a key element of plastics, including PVC and vinyl chloride. Dioxins are linked to cancer, reproductive and developmental problems and immune system damages. And for the for the fire chief and other people to make the decision to go ahead and light it up in the middle of a community that had not been evacuated yet. I think that one may come back to haunt them later on, especially if the EPA does, in fact, start finding high levels of dioxin and, and uh, stuff as they do their investigations. We'll be back. We've got another hour to go, folks.